this is your friendly annual reminder <laughs> not to use this holiday season to start up some fancy new exercise program. Can you just promise us that you'll rest, relax, enjoy some time with your family and friends, make some happy memories. Do not try and overhaul your life and transform into someone completely new between now and New Year. Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab. I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah. I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're on today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. It's our final episode of 2022. Yes, we are taking a little break over the holiday period, but we will be Back in your ears in 2023 with some more tips and tricks on how to keep working at your exercise habit. Yes, it's a lifelong, a lifelong pursuit, the exercise yes. habit. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, before we wrap up for the year, we thought we'd share some of our biggest lessons and key takeaways from the last 12 months. We, we did this at the end of last year, at the end of 2021. It was such a fun episode to do. Do you remember we did it in the park, though? <laughs> Oh Did my god, together. that was that episode. <laughs> Did it together in the park. Bloody street sweeper. Oh, yeah, this like yes. giant street sweeper doing laps of this park oh, trying to get it was really like, windy we too. To, yeah. <laughs> we try to find quiet places where oh it's hilarious. Right, this feels this feels more sensible. It does, it does. I mean I'm the content. Which is not probably. at all like us, yeah. but <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into some of our biggest lessons for this year. The, the things that we that we learnt that have kind of stuck with us or stuck out across the last twelve months. Um yeah, like what's what's something that that really right. stands out for you. I will I will get us started. So I think one of the biggest lessons for me this year has been kind of a real change in my own mindset that I'm definitely exercising for future Sarah more than I'm necessarily exercising for current Sarah these yes. days. Yes. Um look, we're always looking for motivation to get our 150 to 300 minutes of exercise in each week. And look, obviously we have both used exercise for all the wrong reasons in the past to Who, lose. Us? Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm pointing a finger at you, Burke. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know we've we've exercised to lose weight, to meet mm. societal expectations of how we should look, to fit into a wedding dress, to look better in a swimsuit, and and look. Then I think I kind of transitioned from that into to knowing that it was really important for me to exercise to look after my heart and to reduce my risk of diabetes. But this year, we've just discussed some amazing research and data about how exercise can reduce our risk of cancer. That was Mm. a very recent episode. Uh, How it can help you poop better, how it can reduce your risk of dementia and other neurological conditions, and even for those that are trying, how it can improve your fertility. So motivation is tough. Let's face it. It just... It just is tough, but I'm definitely now learning to exercise, you know, not just for my current health, but for my health as I age. Mm. So, you know, I'm now in my mid-40s and I really hope to be able to maintain a great quality of life for as long as I possibly can. And I kind of think of exercise like superannuation for my body. Um, It's terribly boring, (laughs) like having a conversation about superannuation is. (laughs) But it's also absolutely necessary. So I think there's, yeah, this year there's been a real shift in my mindset from, from I think I'd already shifted away from, you know, working out to look better 
and mm. had already started to work out for my health, but now it's really about my future health. Yeah, especially as you pointed out, there's so many great things that we've been able to unearth this year in terms of yeah, digestion and cancer risk and dementia and, and all those things. It's it it really does help when you've got the kind of the science to back it up and go, well, actually, you know, it's we're not just sort of reaching grasping at straws here. This this stuff is real and it's actually yeah. very beneficial. And now we've got the data to show it. So And there's a bloody lot of it. Yes. So, you yes. know, when you think of when you think of that cumulative benefit, then uh, then that's that's one of the things that will ultimately get this sloth out of bed. <laughs> Compound interest, baby. Compound exercise interest. Uh, well, you know, taking that uh, for me, one of the things that um, I really loved about one of the episodes that we did this year was an episode back in Feb called How Long Does It Take to Get Fit? And the key takeaway for me was it doesn't actually take as long as you think. And I, I think that's because, you know, the biggest mistake we've made in the past is that we would always start a new exercise routine and just flog ourselves to death, you know, just flog the shit out of ourselves and just be so tired, sore muscles, so exhausted that you literally cannot keep that up for more than a few weeks. And then especially if you, you're you hooking that onto, well, I want to see results from this you know, from flogging myself. I want to see toned abs. I want to see, you know, me losing weight. And if it's not happening, then you obviously lose motivation and then you stop and then it's a vicious cycle. But it doesn't actually take as long as you think to get fit if you do it properly. Mm. Um, and so this episode that we, in the episode where we spoke about how long it takes, um, amazingly, the less fit you are when you start, the bigger results you'll see in the first 12 weeks. And a beginner can actually double their strength in that time. Boom. Um, yeah, right. That's like, that's just, that's, that's incredible. And if, you know, if you feel like you are the least fit person on the planet, and I have definitely been there, yeah. then that's, that's a pretty juicy little nugget. It is. For cardio, uh, you can improve your VO2, which is your maximum rate of oxygen consumption. So basically your fitness, you can re- improve your fitness by 20 to 30% in about three to four weeks just three to four weeks, especially if you're using interval training. And that basically just means alternating between short bursts of intense exercise and brief periods of rest rest or less intense exercise. Now, we're not saying that you need to, you know, start, you know, go for a 30-minute run and then like sprint every, you know, one minute on, one minute off sprinting. This is literally just, you know, if you go for a walk, if you start a regular walking habit and then every couple of minutes you increase the pace of your walk and then you drop it back and then you increase the pace of your walk and you drop and you just do those intervals for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to get you started. That's all it takes. But if you do that, basically in as little as three to four weeks, you can improve your fitness by 20 to 30 percent. And that's massive. And yeah. it just makes me feel so much, so much better because uh, at the moment, like I've really had to scale things back during the last trimester of my pregnancy. I'm, you know, obviously juggling work Correct. and life yes. and, and the physicality of being oh, pregnant. Exactly. And this means that, yeah, my, my fitness is is absolutely shot to shit, you know, like just walking up a hill now and I'll be like, <laughs> you know, my, my lung capacity isn't there. Well, that, that, neither is my fitness. Uh, yeah. that, that uh, little... That little baby you're growing in there is taking up quite a bit of real estate. So it your, is. your lungs and your diaphragm cannot move how it used to move. So some of what you perceive as being a complete lack of fitness is also just the you know, the sheer mechanics of it all. Absolutely, but I, but I do feel but, yeah, yeah, I'm I, sure. I, yeah, yeah, I do feel you know just because I haven't been able to be as regular as I'd like, but now that I know that you know post baby when I've got the all clear to start exercising again, it's not as daunting as it once 
was, mm. you know, especially if you t- if you do take the right approach, if you if you take it slow and steady, if you include some interval training, you know, don't try and smash yourself or expect to see results in a matter of weeks. You can actually get that fitness up and running quite quickly, um, up and running for want of a better phrase. <laughs> but um, uh, the other thing I wanted to <laughs> shout out is, you know, if you are looking to start exercising or you're getting back into exercising after a long period of inactivity, and please, no judgments here. We have all been there. Um, Several times this year, in fact. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I would also recommend checking out our episode that we did with my brother Adrian. He's an exercise scientist, and he talks you through the safest and most sustainable way to get started. I'll make sure that I put the link to that one in the show notes. It's basically called What's the Best Way to Start Exercising? And he has some really good and useful tips in in that episode too. Beautiful. Beautiful. They, they, yeah, they were, they were both really good episodes, actually. They were. They were. All oh. of them. All, we've done a lot. Oh, we have. <laughs> all right, well. talk to me. What, what else you got for this year in terms of your right. key learnings? So I have learned to uh, to lean on others for motivation. Um, I mean, look, it's it's been it's been a year of interruptions for me. Um, I've the. These are not excuses. These are. This is just. This I'm is just. All, that's all I'm just hearing. Happens. Drop and give me twenty, Sarah. That's I just know. excuses. <laughs> I've had COVID twice. I've had another two flu-like illnesses. I've packed up my Sydney life and moved to the mountains. I've been working from home more. I returned to uni. I, I say this because so often this year, when I finally felt like I'm kind of getting my exercise mojo back, another interruption comes along. Mm. And, uh, and definitely old me would have used that as an excuse to completely return to my exercise slothy ways. But, uh, but when we had Emmy O'Neill on the podcast back in March of this year, I was completely blown away by her approach to health. If you haven't listened to this episode yet, honestly, please press pause, go listen to it. No, finish this episode and then, and then back it up with the episode by Emmy O'Neill. See, I'm not as, I'm not, I'm not as organized as you. I can't remember what the name of the episode was, but anyway, we'll pop it in the the show notes. Pop it in the show notes. Look, Emmy is incredible. She was diagnosed with end-stage renal failure in her early thirties. She underwent grueling four-hour dialysis sessions like twice a week for two years while she was waiting for her life-saving kidney transplant. And uh, and during that time, she found exercise as a way to manage her physical and mental health. Since she's had a successful kidney transplant and is now training for the World Transplant Games in Perth next year. (laughs) Now, I wouldn't wish upon anyone what Emmy has been through, but I've like I've literally gone back to listen to that episode a couple of times over over this year because I just look I, I mean I don't think I'll ever have the the grit and determination that that woman has but thinking of her training for triathlons while she's taking her anti rejection medications raising two children running her own business mm-hmm. um it's it has absolutely got me out of bed and got me onto the yoga mat this yep. year so yep. I think. You know, if you're if you, if you're occasionally struggling to to get your mojo back, you know there are there are people that have have been through the same. There are people that have been through you know tougher shit, um, and uh, and I just you know I really find that I get a lot of motivation from others. I mean, let's face it, I've had I I have had a lot of motivation from you this year, Gab, as well. Just. I know that, you know, having to completely change the way that you think about physical activity during your pregnancy, I'm sure that five years ago you would have approached this pregnancy probably quite differently and perhaps mm. without the same focus on health that you 
that you have approached it this year. Um, and, you know, there's days when I know that you've had, you know, cankles, sore lower back, <laughs> sore boobs, you know, <laughs> nausea, reflux. And, and then you'll be like jabbing into my lungs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like, oh, I just did a really crappy 20 minutes on the, on the bike. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you did a- <laughs> she did. She did 20 minutes on the bike. Come on. Get off your ass, Governor. Um, and so, yeah, I think a big lesson for me is that despite all of the interruptions, if you don't know where to, if you don't know where to look for motivation, you know, look outside. There are some incredible people in your community that will uh, absolutely inspire you. Totally. And and also, you know, look for people who are similar to you at similar life stages. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it helps to look at health and fitness gurus because oh, no, 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 they're no, no, not no. They're, they're not us. You know, they're not beginners. They've never been beginners. They're not lacking motivation. They're not lacking motivation. They've never been an exercise sloth. It's just not, you know, it's a different mindset and that good on, good on them, but they're very different from us. So it's really good to find people, you know, similar to you um, who, yeah, make you feel less alone and also, you know, yeah, kind of give you the, the fire to, to give something a crack. It doesn't have to be a lot, but, you know, just even if it's just to put on the shoes and, and head outside and just get some fresh air and a bit of sunshine and, and you know, a bit of um, gazing at the horizon. Some of yeah, that, all yeah. that stuff I'll, is important. That that was absolutely my favourite episode of the year. Oh, She's, thank yeah, you, she's thank you, Emmy. Thank you, Emmy. And also, you know, I wanted to kind of just circle back, for want of a better expression, circle back to what you said at the start of point number two, which was, you know, it's been a year of interruptions for you. You know, obviously, COVID, flu, moving, uni, all of these big things. That's also, um, it's just life, isn't it? Now, yeah, yeah. Like that's just- oh, exactly. Everybody can list. Everybody can list their interruptions. Yeah, and if you look back on this year, uh, you know, you you will find a lot of things. Um, that have happened or that have changed or that are different or, you know, that you some some of them you might have been expecting, you know, some of them you might have signed up for, others that have just completely, you know, um, you know appeared out of nowhere and you've just mm. had to handle that. And I think it's important to note that that's just how life is. It's not It's not that you're failing at it. It's not no, that, no. you know, you're not The world you're is not targeting me specifically. <laughs> no, no. It's just that's how it is. And so it's important to then go, cool, what are the tools I can use to kind of keep certain things, like the things that I can control, what are, what are the tools I can use to kind of keep those things under control when everything else feels like it's falling to pieces or it's out of my out of my control? And I guess, yeah, finding those little moments for, for movement. Um, and, and, to, and to circle back to so, you. And to circle well. back. <laughs> to circle back. Um, you know, when, when those moments, when those times of life present themselves to you, which they inevitably will, just remember, it doesn't take that long to get your fitness back. So yes. it's okay. Rest when you need to rest because there will always be an opportunity to to, to take back what you've lost. In as little as three to four weeks with some interval training, yes. Boom. <laughs> um, my, one of my other key lessons for this year was about mindset and I was reminded of that amazing episode back in March. Oh, that was actually one of my other favourites. Right? Did you yep. know you can be healthier just by thinking that you are? And in this episode, we looked at this incredible study by two absolutely kick-ass female psychologists, Dr. Ellen Langer and Dr. Aaliyah Crum, and they we outlined you know, the study that they'd done, which basically proved that your brain and therefore your mindset plays a key role in the way your body responds to exercise. So when you think you are doing the right amount of physical activity, it has a profound effect on the way your body processes that physical activity. And therefore the reverse is also true. If you're getting enough physical activity, but you don't think you are, 
your mind can prevent your body from reaping the full benefits. Now, I know it might sound a little I know, t- too good to be true. <laughs> it just it just doesn't sound plausible, no. but there is rock-solid data here, people. Yeah. You just think yourself fit, but there is solid solid science behind it. You know, please go back and listen to that episode if you think that we're talking bullshit. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not bullshit. And the amazing thing about it is the case study is based off a group of busy women doing busy physical work. And mm. that, I love that so much because it's that's us, you know, that's many of us. And, um, you know, we might not be doing exactly the type of work that the women in this study were doing, but, you know, there, there's a lot of things that translate. Um, and so that's why I really love it is because it's it's like, okay, cool. You know, let's reset. Let's make sure that we are counting every little bit of physical activity in a day. There's a lot more in there than you actually think there is a lot of the time. Um, and I guess, you know, if, if you are someone who, you know, like Sarah and me, who does have to spend a lot of time sitting at a desk, that's also okay. It's just about, you know, making sure that you're factoring the times when you're not sitting at the desk. But if, you know, if you're a mum, if you're, if you have a physical job, um, you know, if you're just, you know, looking after elderly parents or children or, or whatever, you know, chances are, if you look at your day, there's a lot of movement in there. Oh, there's going to be a lot of squatting, a lot of lifting, a lot of bending, a lot of carrying. Yep, yep, yep. That counts. It, it absolutely counts. And so, That's what you pay money to go to a gym to do. Yeah, but you're just doing it. Lift for free. stuff up and move it over there and put it back down again and lift it up and then move it back in. But also, you know, having to put up with like dudes grunting and like sweating all over the machinery and stuff anyway. Ugh, gyms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, again, a huge reminder that you to think of exercise in terms of physical activity, include incidental exercise and any forms of movement as part of your overall approach to your health and fitness. Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode or if you've forgotten the juicy, juicy science in, in about mindset, um, please go back and listen to it. I highly recommend Your Mindset Matters. Nice. Well, that actually leads in somewhat to my, to my third lesson for the year, which is that there is no one way to get you 22 minutes. Oh, good, good. So, look, this year we had an episode on the physical benefits of gardening. Mm-hmm. We even had one about how sex can definitely be counted towards your 150 minutes. So I've been really conscious of focusing on being more physically active through the week rather than just trying to force myself to do some kind of 30-minute workout that I hate. Yep. Um, and because working out or exercising regularly, it's never been my default setting. So (laughs) rather than trying to, you know, reinvent my entire personality, I'm trying to shift my mindset away from rigid exercise and training goals just to incorporate as much incidental exercise and playtime as possible. Um, Look, this means more walks with the dog. Um, For me this year, it's definitely been leaning into some really silly, physical, childish play, (laughs) like backyard cricket and backyard frisbee. And no, I didn't get my frisbee back, Gab. I lost a frisbee over the neighbour's fence last week. (laughs) Brand new. Never seen again. (laughs) I I had it for about two days. Thankfully, I bought two of them. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely been just focusing on being sufficiently active And not focusing so much on necessarily doing these really prescriptive workouts. And, uh, and yeah, just doing more fun and functional activities and just trying to squeeze those moments in, however brief they may be, when life gets stupidly busy. I mean, I, I honestly think our neighbours must think we do have kids because we've lost that many tennis balls, the frisbee. Um, and now, like, if you look out the window 
which I am recording next to right at this moment. Um, like the backyard is scattered with like baseball mitts. There's some cricket stumps there. There's some, you know, there's a soccer ball. So, you know, your 22 minutes of physical activity doesn't have to be at a gym. You don't need a personal trainer. Just, just move more. And if there's ways that you can move that are fun, then, then count that, recognize that that is doing you good. And if that's all you get done that day, that's okay. That's mm, so true. And it, it, yeah, it can be anything. It can be dancing to your favorite song in the lounge room. It could be jumping on a trampoline. Uh, it could be signing up to some weird, uh, you know, no lights, no lycra class or something like whatever. Tap is dancing. that naked? <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that's a bit, bit of a trend. You basically, it's basically just like an aerobics dance class, but um, in the dark. And, you know, there's no, you're not supposed to wear traditional aerobics gear. Okay. I think that's what the no lycra means. It's just, just rock up as you are in all your glory, turn the lights off and start moving, you know. Um, but yeah, like whatever it is, whatever you can, like just find some fun, honestly. Yeah. Sarah sends me just, just the funniest updates on the weekend and afternoons after work of like some of the stuff <laughs> you've been doing in the backyard. And I just think, oh, that's just, but it's awesome. Like it's, it's fun to play, you know, is, we, we don't have yeah. to lose it because we're adults, you know, and especially if you've got kids, you know, it's, it's, you're allowed to enjoy that too, you know? Yes. Absolutely. And and if you don't have kids or your kids are all grown up or they're way too little to engage in a game of Frisbee, it's, uh, yeah, there are no rules. Just no. just get out there, get moving and, and kind of circling back. That'll be the last time, I promise. Uh, <laughs> but circling back to the, to the mindset matters. If you acknowledge then that, hey, I haven't, you know, I haven't been to the gym. I haven't done a 45 minute hit session this week but I have got out in the backyard or I have taken the dogs for a walk or I've done some silly fun things, mm. that counts as your physical activity. That counts at being sufficiently active. And yes. that is going to absolutely count towards, you know, all of those long-term health benefits of exercise, even if it doesn't feel like a chore. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. There was also, it was, it's not my third takeaway, but um, there was that also, also that great episode where we looked at um, NEAT, uh, non-exercise thermogenesis. Uh, yes. And basically all the, all the things that you can do that, that are actually exercise, you know, things like, yeah, if you're vacuuming the house, if you're, you know, putting out, putting on and putting out and bringing in loads of washing, if, you know, if you're lugging groceries, any of those things, basically, um, they're not sort of counted as traditional exercise, but that it, it is it is starting the same process that exercise does in your body. Uh, and so you should absolutely count that. So, yes, all of it counts, baby. All right. So what is number three? My number three, oh, do you remember when we spoke to Angela James from Sydney Pelvic Clinic? I absolutely remember. She was She's incredible. incredible. So this is um, an episode basically about, yeah, pelvic floor, all, thing, all things pelvic floor. And Angela um, is just amazing. Uh, she explained a lot of the reasons why it can sometimes be uncomfortable for women to exercise. And as I'm heading into given birth, um, I think about this a lot, you know, on the other side, what what some of those things might be for me and, and what the recovery process might be and what some of the treatment options might be as well. You know, she looked at bladder or bowel incontinence, prolapse, having a weak pelvic floor or having an overactive pelvic floor, exercising after childbirth, you know, and, and the, the key thing here is that um, not all this stuff is related to 
whether or not you've had kids. No, no. I definitely think of that episode as being one to listen to if you have a pelvis. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It, like it was just incredible. You know, even when she was so emphatic when she talked about pain during sex and how mm. basically you should not experience pain during sex. And I was like, what? And she was just definitive. No, like it's a black and white thing. And and, and that's incredible because I think a lot of women put up with a lot of these things um, quietly, you know, like any kind of incontinence or uh, prolapse or, you know, or they just they just stop doing certain things that they love because their body might have changed over the years and and um, it's just you know we kind of tell ourselves a it's not important or b um, you know oh, I'm just getting old and that's just this what happens just, this yeah. is just my lot in life yeah and- yeah and I'll just I'll just not do that anymore because there's mm-hmm. you know nothing really that you can do about it but you absolutely can and there's so many um, there's so many things that you can do if you if you get yourself to a really really good pelvic floor physio um and obviously if you're in sydney um the sydney public clinic is amazing sarah's been there i know one of my mates from work has been there as well just yeah it's it, it just kind of really made me um and i think that it hit home for me on a few different levels that yeah often women do just put up with this stuff because we're tough and you know usually we're putting everybody else's needs before ours um but but also just listening to how um determined angela was about um, in, in, inspiring us to advocate for our own yes. health, you know, absolutely. T- talk about these things. You don't have to put up with them. Go and speak to a professional, depending on what the issue is that you're dealing with. Um, and you know, this goes for any health health issue, not just anything pelvic floor. Um, but also, yeah, talk to your friends and and you know, if if it is something that you're just not sure about, just have a conversation with somebody mm. that you love and trust and preferably a woman because it might be something that they can shed some light on. Either they're going through it too or they know someone who has and then it sort of helps take a bit of the shame away and a bit, a bit of the embarrassment and then obviously the next step would be to say, okay, cool, maybe it's worth going to see someone and seeing if there is something that I can do about this to make my life ultimately <laughs> healthier and better and yep. possibly get back into some types of exercise that I've just stopped doing because, you know, I felt too uncomfortable doing them. Yep. Time time to definitely change the narrative when it comes to our approach to, to pelvic health and sexual health. Yes. From 100%. memory, from memory, I think that you were very, very, very early in your pregnancy when we recorded that one, oh, yeah. um, at a point where obviously it was so early that uh, that you hadn't told anybody except me. Except um, you. <laughs> well, you guessed it. You guessed it. <laughs> um, but uh, but I I you know I think she was she was such a um, such a wonderful speaker as well, and just she she's so genuinely passionate about the type of work that she does and and has really been a bit of a pioneer in terms of of pelvic health in in Australia mm. um and uh, and I just think that it it kind of opened up hopefully for you a little bit of an, an insight into the things that you could do during your pregnancy to make your pregnancy as as safe and as comfortable as possible prepare you for childbirth and prepare you for that post pregnancy recovery absolutely 100% yes yep yep Angela James. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's that it's that time of the episode, the end of the year, the end of the year wrap, where we talk about some of our favorite workouts. Uh, and obviously, because you know we're fitness fanatics, we're going to be talking about forty-five minute hit sessions and you know grueling ten k runs. And no, just yep. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually think I probably said the same thing at the end of last year. So. Ooh. 
It's okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm dull. Maybe I'm boring. <laughs> Predictable, Sarah. Um, but I think for me, my favourite workouts have definitely been when I've been exercising outdoors this year. I mean, I went for on I went on a handful of hikes last year, but this year with the move to the Blue Mountains, I've had, I mean, I've had the luxury of having the Blue Mountains National Park like at my doorstep. And now, of course, you might not be as close to a national park as I am. There are literally hundreds of national parks, state forests, botanical gardens that are open to the public across Australia and across the world. Mm. Um, And we know the benefits of spending time in nature. It can reduce your blood pressure. It can reduce your stress hormones. It can reduce anxiety and depression. And for me, again, a bona fide exercise sloth, spending 10 kilometres hiking versus 10 kilometres on a treadmill, look, it it doesn't even feel like exercise, although it's a bloody workout. Yeah. Um, but I'm just so distracted about, I'm so distracted by everything else that's around me that I can, you can almost find yourself in kind of a quasi meditative state because yes. when you're traversing kind of muddy or steep terrain, you literally can't concentrate on anything else. Yep. Um, so I just, for me, it's been, I mean, I, I moved here to, to do these sorts of things. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I'm absolutely grateful for the beautiful part of this world that we live in. I guess the other thing this year is that I've definitely been a bit hit and miss with my yoga. It was it was such a big part of my fitness and well, my exercise habit when we first started out. Mm. Um, but I've started taking my yoga mat outside. I mean, the weather here is marginally warmer. <laughs> It's like mid-late December, but, you know, it's marginally warmer. Um, So I've been taking my yoga mat outside into the backyard underneath my favourite tree, which we have named Ned. He's a giant pine and I absolutely adore him. And, uh, and again, doing some yoga outside feels like less of a chore than when I do it inside, which I normally do in my home office. Mm. So, yeah, I guess favourite workouts for the year this year have been those that I can do outside. I love that. I love that a lot. It's so funny because it's been the opposite for me in terms of getting outside. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, two things for me. I really loved getting into some lightweight training with my physio. And yes, you're absolutely right. That was off the back of uh, our chat with Angela James. And then I went to see a pelvic floor physio, um, which was awesome. And, you know, we, we got into some very light pregnancy safe, very gentle weight training, but it definitely made me feel stronger and more confident physically. And I know now I've got sort of sets of exercises in my mind that I know that once I get the all clear on on the other side of this experience, um, that I'll be able to kind of pick those up again. It's something I really want to do more of in 2023 because there is something to be said something to be said for feeling stronger. Yeah, um, I know. think it's 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 mental as much as physical, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Uh, and then the other thing is that my stationary bike has been my saviour of, you know, we've had nonstop rain for most of this year. I've also had pregnancy fatigue and, and generally feeling like things have been a lot harder. And I haven't been able to get outside for walks as much as I'd like to. And you know what? Like there is a park just down the road from us that I used to love going for my walks in, but what I found because I've got like pregnancy nose and I can smell everything oh, a thousand times more. You're than a normal. super smeller now, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Walking down to the park um, and breathing in the fumes. Just a cacophony of stink. Oh, God. It, it was too much. Like it was just too much, especially in that early phase um, where you also just feel queasy 
24 hours a day. Um, and then you'd just breathe in these car fumes and, oh, God, it was just awful. Um, so I just – I've obviously kind of had to scale back outside exercise. Oh, no, um, I just felt bad for wrapping <laughs> all of my outside activities no, in your highly sensitive <laughs> nose. <laughs> but that's what's so beautiful about, you know, living in a beautiful natural landscape, whereas, you know, when you're in that high density, you know, rush, it, it is something that you do have to consider, I think. And, you know, normally, um, yeah, normally it would be fine, but I think I was probably also conscious of breathing in all those fumes as well. Oh, god! Gotcha. Uh, whilst you know baking a baby, but um, but you know that's okay. I just flipped it. I just went. You know what? I can't. Uh, this isn't my usual. Isn't really working for me at the moment. So what else can I do? Uh, and for me, that was the exercise bike and just being able to chuck on a twenty to thirty minute episode um, on the TV and go for just a very you know gentle, moderate ride. Um, was just amazing and also a huge time saver as well. Mm. Um, and the other thing I've loved doing where possible is just going for a swim. You know, I'm a sucker for a saltwater dip in an ocean pool. In Sydney, we have so many amazing ocean pools to choose from. And even if you're not a confident swimmer or, you know, you're uh, largely buoyant like myself at the moment, <laughs> um, just getting in the water, treading your legs and arms underwater, it's still a workout. Or even just walking up and down in the water is brilliant too. And, you know, Obviously, if you don't have access to an ocean pool, there's so many local council pools. A lot of them have aqua aerobics classes, which is a great form of resistance training while also having the support of the water on your hips and knees. And, you know, for me, just being able to dip myself in the water has been mm. amazing for reducing, you know, some of that cankle pressure and, and that kind of stuff as well. And when you can get to an ocean pool or get to the beach, is there... Honestly, is there anything much better than the feeling of sand between your toes? I know, I know it's a cliche, but it's just, it's, it's the, best. the best. It's so good. Combined with, yeah, looking out over the horizon, hearing the hearing the sea, the waves, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, nature, baby, nature. <laughs> <laughs> See, nature gets us every time. <laughs> oh, man, it's been a year. <laughs> Oh, it has been a year. It's been a year of some incredible ups and downs, but mm. uh, but wow! I mean, I just I do. I look at I look at your life and I look at my life compared to you know January first, twenty twenty two, and and they look entirely different. I and know. Uh, and I'm really excited about uh, about the changes that that are coming. I'm oh my gosh! I mean, there's no one more excited than you and your husband about your soon-to-be baby than me. And <laughs> I, say, I don't know. I think you might be more excited sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. Very likely. And uh, and I'm just excited that next year we're going to have like a third presenter. <laughs> Who'd just be like mewling and whinging in the background. <laughs> like when... Oh, like, that, that cute little sucky noise. <laughs> yeah. Like when we had uh, my sister-in-law Elle on the podcast and she uh, bought... Well, yes. my nephew was still very tiny at that point and, and she, she we had him in the studio for a short time and you could just hear him in the background <laughs> yes i very much look forward to this oh, i so can't good. wait
The Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Cavallari. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. Oh, thank you so much for all your support in 2022. Your messages, your emails, they always mean the world to us. We love hearing from you. So, yeah, keep that up in 2023 for sure. Please, please. And, yeah, we will be back early next year. We can't give you an absolute date yet. We're going to let baby decide on the on the the date that we start recording again. But remember, this is your friendly annual reminder <laughs> not to use this holiday season to start up some fancy new exercise program. Can you just promise us that you'll rest, relax, enjoy some time with your family and friends, make some happy memories. Do not try and overhaul your life and transform into someone completely new between now and New Year. No resolutions to exercise every day or to lose weight or to, you know, get a toned ass or toned abs or whatever it is, you know, whatever 2023 says is the beauty standard. None of that. Toned elbows. Toned toned elbows. Just have a holiday. Yes. We will be back when it's time to start slowly building an exercise habit that is achievable and sustainable. And as we've already pointed out on this this episode, it won't take you that long to start increasing your fitness. Exactly. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And before we, you know, circle back. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say (laughs) circle back one more time. (laughs) No. Yeah, we'll see you in 2023, baby. Good stuff. Thank you again. Thank you. I love you. Love you too. Bye.